Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, mixing Wall Street, Main Street, and 161st Street. Download the app for free. They're going to match the first $100 for free. And my mama said, if it's free, it's for me. Use that promo code, jump up in the Jock Market with us. Well, why? Well, there it is. There's why. For your audio-only listeners, I'm showing you what you probably already know. We were on Rowdy Telez yesterday. He went absolutely nuclear and finished again as the top player on the board on jock market. But again, you come here for nuance, context, a whole bunch of honesty and transparency. And we're going to sum up in about 10 seconds why jock market is so much better than DFS. Yes, I had the number one player. Yes, we do this at a really ridiculous kind of clip. But also, I was not very good yesterday. Otherwise, again, I am not like a fake or a phony or a liar. I am really in this. Here we go. Audio only listeners can see. You have to squint a bit because I want to show you a full ticket. It is covered in red ink. But... I didn't lose yesterday, and that is all you need to know. If you want, you can zoom in and see. Again, I have nothing to hide here at all. The point being, in DFS, if you have the number one player, and that's all you got, you're going home with empty pockets. In jock market, if you have the number one player, it's good enough to float. You can just look. The proof is in the pudding. The good player is good enough to float an entire team. And I pretty much broke even yesterday. You know, whatever. Maybe a dollar here, a dollar there. Not a big deal. How awesome is that? And that's why I love the jock market so very much. Let's jump into the first pillar of profit. That's daily, DFS, and of course, jock market. But you're getting all the details. We're not just throwing names at you. I do... Gosh, I run all types of filters and programs and models throughout the day. You got to stick with us here on the Mayo Media Net. Please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio pod. But you got to check me out on Twitter, MLB Moving Averages at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app because we're just laying it down all day long. Starting pitcher ranks, imply team totals. I run the algo, custom handwritten game notes on every single game, risk strategy, parlays. I mean, all that and a chimichanga to boot if that's your thing. But come on, everybody. You know how we're doing it. It is all about the details. That's where that devil is. So let's get into it and start with our daily stacks for the day. Anybody that we identify here is viable in DFS, is viable for a half base total base bet. And if it's a better player, it's one and a half, right? We'll get through that in a little bit. First stack we're looking for is actually the Guardians. Yeah, they're going up against Jose Barrios and the Bluebirds from north of the border. He's really struggled delivering to lefties and again you got to remember it's not like a pitcher wakes up and can't pitch to lefties it's normally a function of break meaning when a righty has got to come in to a lefty he has to cross the entire plate right so you have to come across the entire plate in order to get in on the hands of a lefty if the ball doesn't break all the way in it ends up in the middle and that ends up in the seats. Barrios has been very good. Don't get me wrong, but he really is struggling with lefties. That has been undeniable. He has two different pitches with a 950 X slug. Yes, expected stats are a bit overblown right now, but not to that effect. And if you follow my work, you know exactly what we're talking about. So we're looking for Guardians. Lefties, give me J Ram, give me Stephen Kwan, and give me 
Andres Jimenez. And I think there's a little bit extra there for the jock market crowd. So for DFS, again, the price is stagnant. One of the other disadvantages, we want the price to move with demand. If everybody and their mom is on Stephen Kwan today, and let's say he's good, it doesn't matter what the price is, the leverage is nullified. In jock market, if he's not popular, right, if the price is low, it means he's not popular, there's inherent leverage. If his price goes up, you understand that there's demand. It really is such a great game, and I think we're going to get it today. Last thing, think in terms of high, medium, and low. Again, on my Patreon sheet, again, the P is just is just a letter, everybody. It's free Trion, Watrion, follow Metreon every day as I do the one-man band thing. But I am uh, signing a full column on the sheet every day on the spreadsheet just to daily plays. And again, we have high, medium, and low settings 750, 550, 350, right? Those are your jock market prices. And but then I also have star ratings that you can compare priorities for price to players. I mean, really, thank you, Pat Mayo. Everybody should be going on the internet right now and tagging him and thanking him for the you know three dozen free research tools and me, you know, the Tasmanian devil that he kind of unleashed on the world. Let's get back up into the stacks. We want those guardian lefties. Then we're looking for twins righties against Spencer Watkins. Man, he has just been terrible. We're looking for Byron Buxton. Ryan Jeffers, and I really like Jeffers because, one, it'll fill a C spot in DraftKings, right? So if you need a catcher, another advantage to jock market, why would you want to play catchers? Why would you want to put your money on needing a catcher to produce as part of a 10-team parlay? That's really kind of nuts when you say it like that, right? But when we want a catcher, we can get at him. Jeffers might be at that $354 mark. He's always a threat for a home run. He might be a threat for two. So that's what we really like. That Buxton's going to be up near the 750. Correa probably just a smidge lower. I'm probably thinking about six bucks, you know, meaning a six and a quarter. I'm probably not going to go up to 6.75. Last stack, we got Miami Marlins against Nick Martinez for the Friar Tucks. He's been an absolute home run machine. I can't believe a bunch of the love this guy's getting in. I don't think he's a bad guy. He's probably decent. We can go knock down beers anytime you'd like. Mr. Martinez, you feel like, though, I'm really more of a bourbon guy. Single batch, in case you were wondering. Kentucky brand, baby. Single barrel. Let's get it done. But... The guy just lives to give up the long ball, even in this environment. If you're rocking a two-home run per nine in this environment, there's a major issue. So for Martinez, it's not really a handed split. We're just looking for fly ball hitters, strong fly hitters, you know, contact guys. So give me Jazz Chisholm, give me Jesus Sanchez. But I've been chasing the Jesus for a bit now. We're going to dial him down, right? So he's got to be cheap. And, and that's what I love again so much about Jock Morgan. If Jesus Sanchez cracks 450, we say you can have him. If he's at 450 or below, you want to get a couple shares of that. The potential is there. He's in a bit of a slump. But facing Nick Martinez is exactly the kind of thing that'll get you out of it. Last but not least is John Birdie. I really love to add some cheap guys. And I think the last tip for the new players would be this. Um, if you are just starting out in Jock Market, 300 bucks, let's say. I'd probably stick to the cheaper players. In fact, the way I built my $20 free promo into over, you know, whatever, three grand or whatever it is now, is by doing just that. I was not buying anybody. In fact, I set a hard limit. I, I wouldn't spend over $5. Now, that was when the app was really first launching. Prices have moved with demand. I would call that $5.50 now. So again, I don't think you're really going to make your money on Byron Buxton as a newbie, and that's fine. Because remember, in jock market, you just need to find the profits. They don't need to be the top player on the board if you only pay $3.50. So a guy like Birdie really could be going cheap. He's not going to hit your home runs, but getting on, stealing, and getting at bats is how you get it done in the daily game. So 
Guardian lefties, Twins righties, and basically every Marlin that we think could put the ball in the air. All right, next up, it's the second pillar of profit here at Mayo Media Net. We'll do a little bit of fantasy baseball. Uh, man, fantasy is really such a great game. And I was talking about this yesterday, and it's always going to be a running theme of pairing uh, aggressive with patience, right? So being patiently aggressive or being aggressively patient is the name of the game in fantasy. It's a six-month game. You can't overreact, but you also can't sit on your laurels. And, you know, that's what we're doing here on the show. We're really trying to always be digging just a bit below the surface, right? Using rolling charts, using some advanced stats where I feel they're applicable and trying to find, you know, names that we think could be impactful down the road. So that's what we do here on Thursday. We're going to do the waiver show. And every week, I like to think it's getting a little bit better. You know, <laughs> I know they're not great. I'm not a professional, but I am working on these graphics. So for the audio-only listeners, you know, uh, it sucks to be you, I guess. You don't get to see my lovely work. But I really do work pretty hard at this stuff, man. You know, like I said, it don't look good, but I'm proud of it. So we got a graphic up here. It is an animated baseball diamond with my favorite ads across the diamond by position you'll notice three players at each position i really want to apply to everybody out there those are my 10 12 and 15 team ads and i think even for the more shallow league players maybe this will help you see just how shallow these benches get in 15 team leagues really 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 deep leagues can make it very tough especially in this age of platooning i think it's especially important to be on top of these names even if it means getting them on your bench we're not necessarily rolling them out every single day but you know you could play them at least or they have the potential to fill a role because once the role is fulfilled then the demand is already there and it becomes hard to even acquire through waiver priority if you don't have the one or fab, you know, that competition. So let's start at the backstop. I'm going to read everybody out so don't sweat it. If you're in very shallow leagues, let's get with Elias Diaz. I liked him coming in. And I think it's also that time of year, everybody. It's a time of year to be looking at players that we liked coming in that maybe have been disappointing that other players are dropping one of my favorite analysts, Rob Silver, over at Launch Angle Pod. Follow him on Twitter, all that good stuff. He's very extremely bright, uh, especially in terms of like probabilistic, you know, thinking and, and stuff like that. Um, he made this really great point one time about projections and how to apply them in season. And a lot of people tend to think it's human nature. A very bad start, very bad first month means bad next five months. And he had a really interesting take saying, well, if I believed in this player to produce X over six months and the first month 1-6x was Trashola, I believe the next 5-6x will be extremely strong. But I Like, I believe that I was going to get this production and one month is not going to turn it off. So there's just a little bit of, that's, oh, that's today's feather in the cap, how to apply, you know, projections and rest of season, not to get sucked into continuation in perpetuity, meaning things that suck now will always suck and vice versa. It's not how it works. All right, Elias Diaz for Colorado. In t 10 teams, Omar Navias in 12 teams from Milwaukee and Roberto Perez from Pittsburgh in 15 teams. Oh my goodness. So basically what I'm doing is I'm in, tw I don't play 10s, but I do play 12s, a very competitive 12, and a 15, very competitive 15 team NFBC league. So I'm looking at players that were available in 
my leagues that I would choose right now if I were in a 10, 12, and 15. Gives you an idea of 15 teams. Yikes, Roberto Perez. But he's going to get bats, and that's pretty much it. It's like him or Martin Maldonado. Over to first base, it's the man of the hour, Rowdy, Rowdy Telez at first base. If he is available, you know, I think you got to snatch him. Now, the of course, the spotlight's on him. Christian Walker in 12 teams, playing every day, looking really good. And 15 teams, it's probably Juan Yepes. I was really into him coming into the offseason. Hat tip to my boy, Rob. DiPietro and Steve Weimer, two extremely sharp players, two of the best in the game, did an offseason pod about names to be on the lookout for. Yepes was on the list. I've kind of had him circled. He finally made his debut and he got hit. So, like, listen, getting hits in this environment, St. Louis might be a bit crowded for playing time, but what are you going to do? There's not much you could do. So, you gotta got to get these guys before they bubble up to the surface again. Telez, Walker, and Yepes. Over to second base, it's Andre Jimenez. If he's out there, I just noticed, hey, I made a spelling error, but Glimenez. So if you're into Andre's Glimenez, you can add him as well. But no, that's the Guardian second baseman. Also like him for the multi-eligibility. He's starting to come on, and we liked him coming into the season. Next up, Santiago Espinal on Toronto, 12-team leagues. He should be available in 12s. And then John Birdie in 15-team leagues, who I mentioned before. He's starting to play lately, and he's doing some damage. You've got to get him in there. Very hard to find players that have anything more to offer than a warm body and a heartbeat in 15-team leagues over to the shortstop position Andre Jimenez there as well so in 10-team leagues I think he should be owned universally then Hassan Kim shortstop for San Diego in 12-teamers I think he is 12-team viable right now if you're kind of struggling I punted shortstop in my league and I've been kind of churning through guys like that 15 teams I think it's Nick Ahmed I liked Ahmed coming into the season but really wasn't much more than again that warm body style in draft and holds I thought he was the everyday player he's getting paid a bunch of money and the Dimebacks don't really do that so he's going to play because his defense is good so Ahmed is healthy he's back and he's starting to get a couple hits again you're not going to get much maybe you get a couple steals I know we had that season where he hit some ding-dongs I think that's you could forget that but you know, 275 with steals, really could do it, and he could get a couple runs. You know, again, not going to break the bank, but I think Ahmed's a very good fill-in for the time being. Over to the hot corner third base, it's Yandy Diaz needs to be owned in all, um, probably all leagues right now, I think right now. I don't even know what third base looks like in the 10-team leagues. Maybe that one's on me, but that was my assumption. Third base is so extremely shallow, with Diaz playing, leading off almost every day for a good team. Hard to beat that. I mean, right now, third base really, really is a wasteland. So get with Yandy Diaz unless you have, you know, Arenado or somebody excellent. After that's Heimer Candelario, filling in of a guy I really like coming in. A lot of back control, good average, you know, and just enough pop. Runs and ribbies, playing every day, defense will keep him on the field. He is off to an atrocious start. But he's starting to get hits, and I think that's it. I hate to be like, oh my god, you know, recency, recency. No, 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 no. But we, things, life happens in, in sine waves. We have a player we believe in that we think his mean, the average, should be up here. And he's been performing regularly down here. Once it starts to creep up, yeah, that's a signal that we're coming back. So, again, be careful. And everyone loves to fall in love with small sample, recency bias. These things are applicable at times. So, give me Condolora right now. I think we're heading back to that 275, 280 hitter. You know, 19 home runs alone in this environment. Maybe it's more like 13 to 15. All right, last up, I got Abraham Toro, who's playing every day now for the Mariners. So, I think before... That kind of gets out. The Toro was like a drafted player, and then they brought in Winker, and they brought in Suarez, and I think people felt like it was very crowded, and Julio got the promotion, and it was kind of crowded, but Toro's playing every day. I think Toro needs to be owned. I was surprised to see him available in 15-team leagues. Let's get into the outfield. I'm going to just rattle these off. We have a ton here. So I think guys that should be owned universally, Grichik, 
Fam McCutcheon. I think pretty much universally, meaning even in like point leagues right now, point leagues, I just like to churn that U spot. I'm not into marrying myself to a player like that. I need, you know, especially in points head to head. You bench superstars in those leagues. I don't care. This is not like a, you know, it's not Roto where you just kind of, there are no replacements and you're married to the stuff. Point leagues, you'll, I mean, okay, I'm not going to bet Mike Trout. He's a point league god. But I do bench guys you might not expect. Pitchers in particular, hitters especially. I really don't care. So, Gritchick, Fam, McCutcheon probably owned everywhere. To 12s, I think you get to Jock Peterson, Harry Bader, uh, Harrison Bader, I'm sorry, in the Cardinals. Bader, in particular, for Roto, should be owned everywhere. I think Bader's probably a 10 by 10 a 10 team, 5 by 5 guy. Uh, players I really like. Now, this is probably more of the 15 teams. So, we got five outfielders on one side for the audio-only guys, right? Gritchick, Pham, McCutcheon, Peterson, and Bader. Those are your 10 and 12s. 15, we're looking at Edward Olivares. If he's available, you got to get on EO, man. Royals really like him. He's starting to play good. They need help on offense. I am really digging the Olivares pick, and you go even further. I think Kyle Isbell might be on the horizon a bit down the line. I just think the Royals will be looking to make moves. All of a sudden, Santana's hurt, right? You might see Prado soon. So expect the Royals to be doing some churning, getting Olivares. Cole Calhoun, if you need some power out in Texas. Paven Smith in the middle of a hot streak. So again, what we're getting from Paven Smith is not going to last, but I do believe he's in the top end of a sine wave. So I think you could probably get with Paven Smith for another week or another week and a half, and he'll give you the signs. But he starts looking terrible and making good contact, and... You pull the eject button and off you go. Wrap it up with Yadio Hernandez on the Nats. You know, it's funny. He was one of those guys. He, he played, had playing time at the end of the year. He was hitting in like the middle of the lineup. So you kind of get that whole, well, there's the warm body theorem, you know. But then when you kind of dug underneath, he didn't look very good. We wondered if he would even get playing time. Well, he's one of the people hitting in the league right now. And I don't think people are buying into the theme just yet. Washington... There's really just not much competition for playing time there. So if you're hitting in Washington, you're going to play. In fact, if you're hitting in if you're alive in Washington, you're going to play. If you're hitting in Washington, you're going to be cleaning up, you know, there. So that's what you're going to get. So give me Yano Hernandez. Probably should be owned at all. 15 teams like now. Also same for Lorenzo Cain. As long as he's healthy, you want to get with him. I'm kind of waiting for that injury. I'm a big Tyrone Taylor guy. He's somebody that, you know, I would stash if I had a uh, deep bench. Because I think once he comes up, he hits and he sticks. So, all right, that'll do it. Oh, for the hitters, pitchers, really quick. It's really tough. I, it's almost hard, impossible to discern which are 12-team and 15-team ads in this format right now because pitching is so tough. Everyone is getting sharp to the fact that you need to stash pitchers. Your bench should be all pitchers, so you're not streaming. You're choosing, right? You want to not stream because you have good options. Well, when 12 or 15 GMs all at once decide to take that route, there is not much there. Just the guys I would own. Michael Walker, strike while the iron is hot. I can't believe he's getting away with it, but it's working. I, I just don't think it's going to continue, but for the time being, listen, he's an F5 hero. At least you could do much worse. Reed Detmers, rookie for the Angels. Again, you're going to get bumps you know, in the road with the youngsters, but he had a couple good starts in a row. He's been tough against tough matchups. He's not an every week starter, but or I think Reed Detmers, if you get him in a good matchup, you go with him. Dane Dunning, we've seen what he can do in good matchups. Chad Cool, he's been appearing on the advanced stat leaderboard the last couple weeks. On Wednesdays, you can also do worse than cool. He's got a lot of good stuff going on under the surface, swing and miss, advanced stats and the like. Jordan Lyles, if you're not in the AL East that week, I think he's viable. Joanna Don on Washington. Again, you're going to need a good matchup. But if you get the Reds, you get the Pirates, I think you go after teams like that with a Don and show some strikeout stuff. Last up, Dylan Peters is probably the best pitcher on 
the pirate, he's doing this like flex opening hybrid kind of thing right now. But they did get him up to 40 some odd pitches just yesterday, and it's scoreless. This guy's been very, very good. Dylan Peters is the best pitcher in the Pirates organization, probably short of Rowanzi Contreras. So Dylan Peters has a chance if we see the 40 pitches turn to 65 pitches become a starter so he's a guy to definitely circle for sure let's dump into the bets there is a short kind of slate today yesterday we fell a bit short man that philly game was really really frustrating and again you may just see me start to pivot again away from covers um this isn't a discussion for another day trying to determine the value of the plus line opposed to the juice i can't pay minus 220 so if it, if the money line is minus 190 or minus 200 and the run line is like plus 105 for 85 95 bucks you know i'm gonna take the run line and hope it's not too greedy and not get stung with the cover phillies looked atrocious yesterday but what can you do you see it up on the board for the audio only listeners got a couple underdogs here today that i believe we have the pitching edge in and for me that's usually the best spot to look for it it's the Detroit Tigers, Los Tigres from Detroit Rock City and Scooble Doobble Doo going up against Jose Urquidy and the Astros. Yes, it's always tough sledding whenever you have to face the Astros, but that offense just really has not been great. Urquidy struggled with control. Scooble has started to come on strong. So, you know, I think this is a spot where Detroit could get the W. When when are they going to get the W's? Well, when Scooble's on the mound and looking good. Plus 145, I really like that. I do have this down as a parlay, but of course... If you have a 145 bet, you don't necessarily have to pack it. I only pack these because the risk is so low. If and when I run all my filters and the algo score is congruent with full risk, then these could be and would be viable standalone plays. But again, I don't recommend anything. I don't bet my own money on. The idea of you losing money that I'm not would actually... I mean, it makes me sick because I'd be a fraud. So I'm a lot of things in this life. I'm a boisterous brash you know kind of really wild maniac borderline fringed lunatic all that being said it's legit and it's genuine and i really do care about you and i really do care about myself and my own money man gotta keep the lights on gotta keep the kids gotta keep the kids fed gotta keep the smoking wife happy and you know sleeping in the bed man and not on the couch all kidding aside man that stuff is legit be smart with your money and the rest of the happiness will follow i know it don't buy happiness but money sure does help a little bit. Next up, with Miami Marlins, I got them winning outright plus 100 against the Padres and Nick Martinez. This one for sure. Like, I could see the algo probably coming closer to the Tigers. Standalone play, taking the one and a half runs at minus 130 to Tigers. So if you want to play the Tigers standalone, take the run line. Miami is winning this one outright against the Padres. Nick Martinez stinks. This is a, you know, public bias thing. The people of america like to bet on jerseys they think the padres are good and the marlins are bad though there might be an argument for that i don't think that's the case today jesus cesaro has like ace level stuff when he's going we've seen him look good again i don't think Mar nick martinez is really any good i think the marlins kind of jump on him early and it should go from there pack those two together plus 390 let's get back on track bet the dime first look parlay okay baby so that will do it for the three pillars of profit, you had your daily stacks, daily DFS and jock market, guardian lefties, twins, righties, Miami, Marlins. So J-Ram, Quan, Andre Semedes, Buxton, Correa, and Jeffers, Jazz Chisholm, Jesus Sanchez, and John Birdie. We took you around the diamond for ads, and we even dropped you a nice plus money parlay. Give us those Tigres. Give us the Florida fish. And call me on your way to the ticket window. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast like the video 
And subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Tell your people. Get up in the comments. Let you know how good of a job I'm doing. If you think I'm doing a good job. And if you don't think I'm doing a good job, you can let us know that too, man. Trust me. I want to know the truth. Can't get any better without it. Download the Jock Market app. Code is MMN. Mayo Media Net. 100 bucks for free. I'll see you in the Jock Market streets, man. Hit me up. I love this game. We can work together. We can profit together. And what? is better than that. So from all the ladies and gentlemen here at the Mayo Media Net, thank you so much for picking up what we're putting down. We will catch you on the flip side. And come on, man. Doesn't it feel a lot less like luck when you work this hard? Damn right it does. Peace.